What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Essential Questions. Um, my name is Pam Myers with Pam Myers Social Media. My co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistant Extraordinaire. And uh, um, and uh, we do this show every Thursday morning at 9.30 and we record it and then we post it out on social media for those that would like to watch. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just let us know. We would love to have you. Our guest today is Sarah with, Sarah is the executive director of Watermelon Mountain Ranch. I can't say enough for Watermelon. It is one of the best organizations in the state, if not the best, um, for taking care of animals in need and all of the services that they provide. So Sarah, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for the kind words also. I'm excited to be here. Good, good, good. Yeah, you're very welcome. Well-deserved. <laughs> Absolutely well-deserved. Um, so our first question is, what have you learned uh, about yourself and the, and your business for uh, with everything that's been going on? So we've been very fortunate that the support that we've found in the public has been humbling to say the least. It's while things were so dire for so many and things were shutting down. And as the pandemic was really hitting home here, mm -hmm. the public never wavered. They were bringing out food. They were messaging us. They, our adoptions are st have still gone up. Thankfully, because of the public support, we haven't had to turn down a single transport since the shutdown started. Wow. We've been fortunate to be able to continue our life-saving work even in the chaos and seeing the empathy and the compassion that the public has had toward us and really toward each other has it kind of like it redeems that faith in humanity sometimes when it's the people are still coming together our fosters are still coming out the the flexibility of the public with changing everything we've done and going digital and going by appointment only and really changing what we what we do they've let us do it and they've supported us through all of it and it's, it's we've been very grateful during this time yeah that's wonderful that's, that's wonderful because yeah, their needs never stop right i was going to say no. at least as humans we're realize maybe realizing that you know we have our issues but the animals don't know you know why should they have to be affected by what's going on with us I, it's that's that's an interesting it's interesting that people would be i just find it interesting the whole thing is that's i it, that is redeeming to me that mm -hmm. that it would just continue on and 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 the support is still there and and people yeah. are realizing that the animals are innocents in this so that they they need to still be cared for <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and it's just you know it it's changed a lot of people's minds and wanting to open their homes to a shelter pet, to 
for a lot of folks that have been on lockdown and shut down by themselves, I've, I've been fortunate since I'm essential, I can still go to work, I can still do those kinds of things. But when people have been shut in by themselves, they have no, they've lost all that social interaction, they've lost a lot in their in their day to day, having that pet with them now has really, it's gotten people out, they're walking their dogs, they're playing with their cats, they're they're getting some kind of engagement that they lost when the, with the shutdown. And it's, we had a dog that's been with us. Groovy's been with us almost three or four years. He went into foster with a lady that had got, had been furloughed. She had lots of time on her hands. And so she was open to taking this big goofy pit bull. And as of yesterday, his adoption was finalized. So he's, he he gets to stay with her forever. And it's, he he is so attached to her. Like that's, that's his human now. And it, our team was so excited that Groovy is finally out of the shelter and he has this home that he's been spoiled rotten for the last few months. And it's, (laughs) it's that kind of story. That's why we keep doing this. And it, it has given us that faith in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So it sounds like you've, you've had, so question number two is how, how have you responded to this situation? And it sounds like, can you explain a little more about um, somehow your practices have changed? You mentioned appointment only and that kind of thing. So explain that a little bit more, how you guys have responded to this. Yeah. So we, we were, we were able to hit the ground running that as when the mall closed and we had to close our facility there, we had to move 25 dogs with about 12, about 24 hours notice. So we called our foster team, our canine foster team, jumped right in, picked, everyone got picked up. They were all able to go into foster care. We had to shut our gates to the general public at our main facility. So we can't be open to the public. People can't just enter our property any, anymore. But within a week week's time, we changed our model from being generally open, people being able to show up whenever they choose, to by appointment only. They have to be pre-approved for adoption. They have to know which dog or cat they're coming out to meet and we're doing everything in our parking lot and in our portico area that way we're abiding by social distancing and wearing our face masks and you know sanitizing everything as we go throughout the day and it's really worked so it's every hour on our open to the public days we have an appointment for someone to meet a dog or meet a cat and do all the paperwork in the parking lot and really it's helped us be able to talk to adopters more via email to make sure we're matching them with the right pet instead of our, our facility's not in the you know middle of Albuquerque. We're in Northern Rio Rancho. It can be a bit of a trek to come out to us. Mm-hmm. So we don't want people to waste their time to drive out here and the dog they want may not like children and they've got little kids or wants to be an only child and doesn't want to do other dogs, but they have three others. So we've really been able to match our adopters even even more quickly with our adoptables than ever before. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that would be a benefit because before people would walk in and then it doesn't really give you a lot of time to be able to vet them as well as you can do it on through email. Yeah. And I mean, we're doing virtual home visits where it's them sending us extra photos of the yards instead of having to go in and do the face-to-face home visits. They're sending us videos. We've looked into be uh, doing like a FaceTime or Facebook messenger uh, live chat. So we can really see the home environment, see those yards and make sure that our, our alumni are going to be in the best environment possible for them to thrive and grow. Yeah. Alumni, is that what you call them? Yeah. 
Once part of the you know Team Watermelon, they're always part of Team Watermelon. So that's yeah. they're our alumni when they go out and find that's their forever homes. That's I love that. that. I love that. How is it? I mean, so if somebody wants to adopt, they, I mean, typically I would think they'd go on the website and they'd look yeah. and they'd see there would be one. They're not going to choose multiple, I would think, or do no. Be, no, I mean we do have some that'll ask to meet multiple, but we really try you know dogs and cats all have very unique personalities. So we really talk to them more about what their household is like to pair them with a dog that's going to fit. And typically when they do ask for multiple dogs, it could be like, well, this one's kind of hard of hearing and this one's going to have some sight issues and he can climb a five foot fence. So let's, let's look at our parameters to find the right dog for your household. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 We have a little chihuahua right now. They're calling Spider Woman because she can climb a five-foot chain-link fence without blinking an eye. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was thinking big dog. Like I have a, I have oh. a German Shepherd who can who can clear a six-foot fence from a stand. You know, he stands next yeah. to it and he's over it. But he's also six foot tall when he stands. Uh-huh. Up, you know, so I'm thinking that kind of so chihuahua now i want to see video of that that sounds like a oh, yeah. video in the making right there she, she she scales it uses all four paws the foster cutter like paws on the top like oh is this not what i'm supposed to be doing i was like no but no get it get wow park monkey huh <laughs> yes yes wow oh my so, god so uh, sarah how how do you think do you think that the changes that you've um adapted to is that something that you will continue once you know once everything's all the restrictions are list, lifted or how do you think that's going to affect you moving forward so we as a team have talked about that a lot collectively on what what is our new normal going to be when all the restrictions are lifted when we get back into the mall all of those kinds of things because at the end of the day we want to make sure our animals are safe and that our team is safe our our team has been absolutely phenomenal with working through all of the new normals, all the new procedures, all the new protocols. They've been shuffling and working through it with smiles on their faces, even when the days are tough. Mm-hmm. And their feedback has been, they want to keep some of this. They want to keep the, especially our feline program, doing the cats by appointment only for our ranch cattery has been extremely successful. Our vet clinic manager has been able to properly um, match the cats. So it's people are getting to know the cats before they even meet them. And the, fe- the feline program wants to keep that up They through the new normal into what this new year is going to look like. We want to do it by appointment for tours when we can do full tours, when people don't have to necessarily come for just a particular dog. Yeah. We still want them pre-approved. So we know that they're an adopter that that we're going to send the dog to, but do them by appointment. That way our team can spend that quality time with, with every single adopter to make sure our pets are in the best homes possible. So we're, we're going to carry through some of this new normal. It's, it's been beneficial to us and beneficial to our team members working with the public more one-on-one to create that bond and that, you know, being able to communicate with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we, we've talked about this before when we've done this show and talked to 
people that run organizations or businesses. And I think it's fascinating to, le to learn how people are adapting mm -hmm. and going to uh, take the changes that they've experienced and, and found in new ways to run their business and, and coming up with new formats. I mean, it's been fascinating to listen Right, Erica. Yeah, yeah. The adaptation has been amazing, and and what I I, I the, you know the forced growth, the forced, you know. Well, we've always done it this way. Well, you can't do it that way anymore. So, what are you going to do now? Has been very fascinating to 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 see, and 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 the fact that so many some of the that so many of the adaptations that have been discovered are going to be continued. Right. So there is, it, it really is a new normal. It's, yeah. We're just doing this for now. And as soon as we can go back to, to, to that, we, we will. Yeah. Even, even restaurants and things like that we've talked to are like, you know what? This has been a good, it's, it's been crappy, like, you know, but, yeah. but it's also been good because we, we X, Y, and Z and, and it's helped grow or expand our thought process and our business. Right. So, yeah, it's that's. I think it's pretty cool, and I love what you guys are doing out there. The alumni, I'm still stuck on that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that is so cool. That is so cool because it's not. They're not a number. They're not a. No. You know, they're not a cage. They're they're an alumni. They're, they've they've graduated from. Yes. Here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, every pet that everyone that animal that enters our gates, they have a name. They have a personality. Um, our team members, our long term. You know, guys, we, we know Nick, we know Xena, we, we know our animals, we know what they like, what they don't like, we know who likes their pools and water, we know <laughs> who likes to shred their beds and do like a ticker tape parade with the inside, but they, you know, they're our babies, they're, we care greatly about them, and so when they do go out into the world, we encourage those adopters, send us photos, send us videos, let us know how they're doing, we, we still want to be able to see them and reconnect and know that they're living their best lives possible. Right. Right. Oh, that's so wonderful. It's heartwarming. I know. Thank you. Yeah. How did you ever get into what you're doing, Sarah? I, I lucked out. I, when I was little, I, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I've always loved animals, but then there's the whole like blood and surgery aspect. They didn't realize as you know, a little yes. kid that that was part of it. Um, I have a background in uh, customer service in hotels, and that's something that I, I did for years. And fortunately, I was able to join the team here at Watermelon almost eight years ago as entry level. I had left my job in the hotels, and I just really wanted to get back into my passion with animals. And mm -hmm. so I was able to work my way up. And this this job is the most amazing thing ever. It's being able, we get to see both the amazing part of humanity and also the not so amazing part right. of humanity. Yeah. When animals come into us abused, neglected, just the, there are hard days for the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me personally, when, when we see them like that, but then at the end of the day, we get to see them flourish. We get to see them in foster care, finally gain that weight, finally, finally make those strides. We, we took in two puppies from one of our shelter partners a couple, sorry about that, a couple months ago. And it looked, someone had abandoned these two little guys on the side of the road, just completely abandoned them. Mm -hmm. They were, they were on really the brink of death. And 
a, our, one of our fantastic foster families came forward, took these two teeny tiny babies in who were having seizures, who were, they just, oh my they God. weren't doing well. And over almost two months, she nursed those two babies to help. Tia and Tamara are, they were just adopted last weekend and they, they are these fat, happy, squiggly little puppies now. And it's those stories. It's mm -hmm. those animals that keep us going. We took in a litter of 10 day old kittens yesterday that had been abandoned by their mom in a backyard. Mm -hmm. And so we have bottle feeding kitten fosters right now that are getting up every two hours. To feed. Yeah. Wow. Every, every two hours with like the tiniest little bottle ever and bottle feeding these kittens and they're committing to them for the next eight weeks to nurture them, to care for them, to do all of this. And it's, these people aren't getting paid to do this. This is just out of the goodness of their hearts. Our foster team isn't paid, but they open their hearts and their homes every single time. And they take the heartbreak when they may have these animals for months waiting for adoption. Right. And then sending them out into the world to, you know, find their forever homes. I'd be a foster fail every time. I would have, oh, that, I don't that's know, how the best club. I know how they do it. Cause I would be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's my baby. <laughs> yeah. But it can wow. be a very rewarding, yeah. I have fostered for years and it can be such a rewarding experience. And yes, it is extremely difficult to you know see them leave but you hope that they're the goal is to get them a permanent happy life right exactly and i mean the foster fail club is a fabulous club i'm i am part of that club i have a three-legged <laughs> lab pointer that was supposed to just be a foster and she's now my ambassador and goes to city council meetings and school presentations with me and is the biggest doofus on the planet but <laughs> It's, I, I don't know how some of our fosters do it over and over and over again, but they it's a very are amazing. Heart. Yeah, it takes yes. a very special heart. I'm too greedy. I'm too, <laughs> I would want to keep them. I mean, I know that about myself, that there is no way if they come here and this is our, our property. We have tons of animals on the property. I got 20, whatever, chickens and dogs and cats and all that stuff. This is where animals come to live out their life and die. I mean, they, this is the same way come here. It, it doesn't matter how, whatever problems they have, we're going to work through it because mm -hmm. they, this is, this is where they come to live out their lives. You know, this is the rainbow farm, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> I used to say, this is where they come to die. And people would be like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to live a really long life and then they're going to do it. Long and happy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, fosters are a very, very special very special breed and it, absolutely especially when it comes to animals that have had a hard time that have right. been rescued out of an abuse situation because number one it generally i mean you can speak to this sarah i'm sure i'm sure uh it takes them three to four months to adapt to new surroundings period and then if they've come from a negative and abusive environment mm -hmm. it's it's it can be challenging to say to put it lightly to. Absolutely. And we, we have some that are in our canine foster program that are in perpetual foster homes. They, they will never be a regular adoptable dog. Hmm. They were so un, under socialized or completely unsocialized in the first part of their life that change terrifies them. Hmm. We, um, we have a healer named Trixie that is in a perpetual foster. She humans terrify her. She, hmm. and she's been with us over a year and she just, 
She's happy in her foster home. She knows those dogs. She's happy with those dogs. They make her happy. Humans, yeah, the humans are dicey for her. And her foster family is very understanding of that. They know that she's not going to, you know, maybe in a couple years, she might want to come on the couch and cuddle. But right now she's happier laying in the backyard with the other dogs during the day, getting some sun. And when mm-hmm. she comes in, you know, as she comes in and out, she might lay by their feet or she mm-hmm. might want to be in the same room, but yeah. they're not forcing anything else on her. They're not wanting to turn her into this, uh, a perfect lap dog. Right. And it's those foster homes that allow us to be a no-kill shelter. They're allowing these animals to have some semblance of a forever home, even if it's not a full adoption. It's they still get love, they still get the attention, and they still get to know a home environment. It's those fosters, our hospice fosters are mm. I mean, they're taking the dogs and cats toward toward end of life. And it's talk about heartbreaking. The, those fosters are wow. They yeah, they, and they know what they're getting into with a 14-year-old half blind, half deaf poodle with no teeth, you know, Mr. Grandpa came into us in pretty rough shape and he has been in a hospice foster for the last few months and doing okay. He has his good days and his bad days, but he has a home that's going to, you know, care for him for as long as he has. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much for all you do. Wonderful. And now I got to go do, Oh, I don't know if I could do a tour. I'd come home with something. I'd be in so much trouble. Our volunteer program's going to be picking up again. Dog walkers, getting to play with cats. You know, there's, there's, without having to adopt, we can definitely still come play with the pooches and the kitties. So perfect timing. Can you share with us before we, before we end the program, how, tell us about the volunteers that you need and about foster care and all of that. If somebody is interested in doing any of that, what do they do? Absolutely. So a good, great first place to start is going to our website, um, wmranch.org, just to get our basic contact info, contacts for our foster teams, for our volunteer team. Um, We have had, through this entire pandemic, we have had a group of six or seven volunteers that have been out here three times a week uh, on their regular schedule, walking their big dogs, their favorite dogs. They have not left our side and they have been absolutely I mean, they're the, the volunteers are the lifeblood of what we do. We have a very small team on our payroll for, since we started in 96, we've helped save over 150,000 animals. Our volunteer team is why we've been able to do that. They allow our kennel teams to be able to clean and make sure everything's sanitized and healthy for our pets. And they're walking these dogs. They're brushing them. The, the dogs know these volunteers and get so excited when they come out. And so we are going to start doing small, very small volunteer orientations again, going to look at doing virtual options. That way people can come back out, get that, get that exercise, get in the fresh air, take the dog out for a walk, give the dog a bath. We're going to start looking at doing doggy days out where our senior, our advanced volunteers can take them to the Bosky, take them by the river so they can go play and get some of that extra socialization interaction that they wouldn't get in a traditional shelter. So we, we, we are excited to welcome the public back, to be able to see our volunteers again, to, you know, just to continue everything we've been doing, but let people see what we're doing again, too. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yay. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for what you and everybody involved with Watermelon Ranch is doing. Thank you so much for having me and let, letting me talk a little bit about what we do. It's, I said, this 
this place has been such a safe haven for our team during the chaos and for the animals. And it's the public support. It's ladies like yourself that are making it possible, that are helping keep our message out there and allowing us to continue to bring in dogs and cats that are on death row all across the Southwest. You're wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. We will make sure to, are you on social media? I am. And yeah. the ranch is on Instagram or on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Absolutely share it. And we will put it up on our pages as well. Awesome. Great. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. You so too. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 